Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. I'm joined by the president of Enniscorthy Chamber of Commerce and well-known businessman Colin Neville. Good morning to you, Colin, and Happy New Year. Good morning, Alan. Happy New Year. Well, Colin, there's so much to talk to you about, but let's begin with something that you're very close to, which is the hospitality sector. There seem to be some green shoots emanating from government circles that things may be about to move again. What are you hearing? Yeah, no different, I suppose. I'm not hearing. I've got no more inside track than what uh, I suppose is generally in the media itself, Alan. But I suppose uh, it certainly feels like we might be turning a corner. Um, this uh, Omicron um, variant uh, seems to be um, um, dissipating a little, I guess, that when you see the numbers falling back a bit and the severity of it and the people in the hospitals, despite the, the pressure the hospitals are at, uh, under and acknowledging that and the great work indeed that they're doing there um, with, 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 with limited staff and staff uh, being out and everything else, it's really appreciated. I'd just like to say that for sure for those that are in that position. But at least it seems that it's it's it's, it's a less severe one, and um, uh, obviously everyone in hospitality are needless to say, uh, public health has to come top of the list. So we've got to be sure and keep everyone healthy and protected. We've all uh, we've all known someone that that's been taken by this damn virus, and we have to be careful around it. But nonetheless, we're all very much waiting for that much needed relaxation, maybe on the, the likes of the eight o'clock curfew, the numbers at the weddings um, and really I suppose for our customers to be able to enjoy a more a more uh, normal um, experience even if it's not a full standing, full uh, late bar nightclub experience but at least that people can go out and enjoy a meal or a drink uh, at their table in a safe environment until a reasonable hour and uh, hopefully that's coming, hopefully that's coming Alan. I mean you can look at this from two angles again as an individual businessman and that is you can look at it from the hotel trade and from the bar trade so looking at the, at the hotel sector how has that been functioning for you since all this happened? I suppose in truth I suppose no different than any other hospitality business it's been an absolute nightmare an absolute roller coaster and um, I mean it's opening it then obviously to no fault of anyone restrictions have to come back in because of the variant um, um, resurgence and um, you know, we've, we've faced a second December being taken from us. And, you know, to put that into context, most hospitality businesses uh, do so much business in those two weeks before Christmas that it carries them across their lean January, February, and even into March. That has been taken from us the second year on a row. In fairness, we're very appreciative of the government supports. They will keep most businesses standing through this. But obviously... We wish there was no need for support. We wish we were able to just get on and do the business we're, we're meant to do. It's hugely frustrating for the people employed in it. I mean, our teams are just, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're really run ragged trying to know what they can do, what they can't do, and what they can do next, what they can't, what, 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 what people they can bring on, what people we can keep employed. Obviously, the government supports have let us keep a lot of people employed. But there's a lot of people on the pub, gone back on the pub. There's a lot of people gone home. There's a lot of people, uh, you know, in premises that are not doing the sort of business they should be doing. And therefore, productivity is down. Their morale is lower. We're losing people from the industry. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, there's, there's quite a few challenges. But, you know, Alan, there is hope. 
there, um, you know, in the first sort of 10 days of bookings, so that we'd be into about 10 days of, of, of New Year bookings. And traditionally, it's a busy time in January for hotels, we say in particular. But from a hotel's point of view, uh, bookings are very strong. We're going to be supported again, it looks like, by our domestic market. And I'd encourage those people that are either have chosen not to reopen their premises because it's simply not viable, or those that are just trying to find their way through this, that if they can just stick with it, because I think if we don't get another twist in the tail of this uh, yeah. of, of, of this virus, uh, I think we will have um, a, a good year ahead of us, even if we have to wait for it. Um, but I think that the bookings are strong. The weddings are coming in left, right and centre, albeit they may be for even 12 and 18 months out. But people are... Uh, still going to get on with life and we're going to be, I believe, busier than ever whenever we do get to open safely. And uh, I know you have massive plans uh, and they've been put once again on the back burner for this new development on the key front in Wexford. Do you, you remain confident you can get this across the line, column, or at this stage uh, for 2022, are you, are you disillusioned by the whole thing? Um, no, disillusioned. I suppose there's no space for that if you're an entrepreneur. You've got to keep going. You've got to dust yourself off and, and uh, re-look re, re, re at what you've got in front of you and make something happen. Um, I'm confident we will make something happen there on that on that site. It's an iconic site. Yes, we'll be delayed. And yes, I'm very disappointed and frustrated at that. But, um, in, in, you know, eventually and in due course, hopefully anyway, we will, we will come with a, a product that mm. will serve Wexford well, will serve the people of Wexford well, will employ people in Wexford well, and will look, and, 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 and we'll, uh, look after customers when they come to visit our, our town. Um, right. So very hopeful about it still. We're, we're, we're making great progress with our 26-bedroom extension of the Crown Bar there. So that's coming on and it should open in April for the first guests. So, no, look, at, there's, only one, there's only one way we can look, and that's forward, Alan, and we're very yeah. much doing that. Before we conclude, let's put on the uh, chamber hat now in Enniscorthy. <clears throat> Once again, we saw flooding in Enniscorthy over the festive period. From, from your perspective as a businessman and also as president of Enniscorthy Chamber, are, are you very frustrated by all of this and the length of time it's taking to get this across the line, Colm? Um, to be honest, Alan, um, it's disgraceful. It's absolutely, thoroughly disgraceful. Um, I think it was probably 2013, if I'm right, <clears throat> when... Um, when, when, when Paul Kyo, uh was was able to confirm that funds were secured, they were ring fenced, um, and the process was about to start to get the flood defence scheme in. Here we are, uh, 2022. We have no sign off on the works going ahead. The national politicians are telling us it's because the local politicians haven't done their job. The local politicians are going to tell us, well, if the national politicians don't say that, it's their fault. The people of Inscorty, the residents, the homes that have been flooded are not interested in whose fault it is. They're just interested in, in those that have the authority to get the finger out and get it sorted out. But, you know, you know I, I'm, 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 I'm full of optimism and I'm full of hope. Am I hopeful that this is going to actually, that someone is going to grab this, shake it and get it moving? I'm not. I'm, it's, I, it, it's one of the things I'm rather despondent about because it seems to be just a spiral of around and around and around and there doesn't seem to be anyone taking full ownership for it and going for it. 
That, for that money to be sitting in national government coffers, ring fence for this work since 2013, while our businesses and our, prim, and our, and our residential premises are, are being flooded every time, and we're watching the weather every time there's a, there's a, there's a couple of days of rain. It's absolutely scandalous. It, and I would, uh, they, the, 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 the national and local politicians, I believe, should hang their head in shame. This is just not good enough. And I believe I'm speaking the, 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 the sentiment of many, many people in Inniscorthy. Um, and it's just, it's just shameful. And so there's nothing more to be said about that as far as I'm concerned. Um, obviously, the businesses will dust themselves off, get up and go again with no other choice for the sake of those employed here. But, you know, how many businesses have gone under because of this, small and big down through the years, and there's no need for it. It's there. The monies have been put aside, and it's either this reason or that reason, or some European uh, guidelines about the river or Natura, or I don't know. It's one thing after another after another, and I'm just sick of it, to be honest. And I think, I, and that's the sentiment of most people in business in Enniscorthy. Uh, fairly strong on that column, to pull it mildly. But generally, are you optimistic for Enniscorthy apart from what you've, you've said there about the flood relief scheme? I am. In fairness, there's there's a lot of good things happening in Escorty. There's a, there's a lot of uh, you know you know street frontage enhancement programs. In Escorty is a unique town, Alan, in so much as the attractiveness of of, of the town itself. The, the reason it, it has an opportunity, particularly in tourism, but in retail-related tourism, is how different it is to your regular run-of-the-mill town with all your high street shops in it. That, there's, there's a place for those towns also, and I believe in Escorty will find its place. There's, there, there's a strong commitment there in the County Council in fairness around the whole castle and the redevelopment of it, and that doesn't happen overnight. I 100% appreciate that, and that needs a long-term vision, and there seems to be a long-term vision there. There's, there, there, there's uh, I know that there's an urban regeneration study being done at the moment, and the County Council are working very close with the, the, the Chamber and with the businesses in the town, and I'm very very hopeful because of that, because if we can all input what we think is needed to happen, and then there can be some impetus put behind that, it will come about. And I believe it's going to come about for Inniscorthy too. Um, so yes, there's, there, there's a background of hope for the town there for sure. And finally, Colm, um, housing is going to be one of the big, big talking points for 2022. It has been for 2021, but I do believe housing is going to be way up on the register uh, throughout the course of 2022 with all parties and all individuals and everyone involved in this whole area. Uh, you are looking at this. This is another string to your bow. What are you doing with, when it comes to housing? Yeah, Alan, um, I'm, uh, I'm very, uh, very excited. Really, I'm supposed to be uh, bringing the last 22 houses of the uh, of the uh, development up in Roxburgh Manor uh, to the market this week. Um, we've currently got 62 people living in their houses built and occupied over the last couple of years. So. Um, we're, we're, we're certainly trying to do our bit there. Um, we've uh, of the of the oh, kind of overall 140 houses that I'd be building. There's just 22 left, and uh, they're they're actually going to the market there this week. So um, we're we, there, there's a big range, two beds right up to uh, larger detached four beds. So and I know that there's 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 other developments coming on t on stream too. So and, and indeed on the market as well in in the in the Wexford area. So I do feel that the market market will answer uh, a lot of that uh, need and a lot of that demand. Um, 
it's a real worry about the inflation in, in housing in particular, but even across all business at the moment with the rising costs. Um, but at least it's good to see housing coming on the market and hopefully uh, addressing some of the uh, some of the needs that's there. A number of issues being addressed there by the president of Enniscorthy Chamber of Commerce, uh, Colin Neville, well-known businessman as well. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.